Everything Film is supported by Vancouver Young Actors School, the elite training program for young pro actors in Canada. Their team of professionals offer the most advanced training for young actors. You can check them out online, VancouverYoungActorSchool.com, at VYActorSchool on Instagram. Registration is on now with classes starting February 4th. The first uh, episode of year three of Everything Film from Studio 4 at Go Studios in Olympic Village. I'm Joe Larry. Patrick Shelton is on the way. Our guest is Janet Kidder. Uh, you've done so much work, but before we get into work, Janet, let's talk about playtime because you're obsessed with football, the World Cup on right now. You're watching scores here. I am watching scores. I don't know if I'd say I'm obsessed, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm British. There's a lot of soccer in my background. I've got two teenagers at home who are very excited about it. So, yes, we have it on. Um, quite a lot, and we're getting revved up for tomorrow's game between England and uh, France. And I'm guessing that you're going pro-England. We're going to go England, and if England uh, don't make it, then we will we will uh, discuss who to support after that. Yeah. Yes. But now, now, what part of, uh, where, where, what was your local, what was your club uh, as a youth, or when you were growing up in England? <sighs> So uh, when I was growing up in England, I wasn't a massive football fan. But it's in the family gene pool. It, it like you is. kind of inherit it, don't you? Yeah, I, th I would probably say Man United was a big right. one. You know, I think I might have liked Liverpool for a while. Right. Um, but certainly my, my son was Man United and then maybe Man City. And I've, you know, I like, I like, I get excited when the countries are playing mm -hmm. more than when the the clubs are playing, per se. And uh, there's a lot on the line for your club. Uh, I hasten to add, I'm sure you know that. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, um, this place where we're doing the show from yeah. uh, is quite familiar to you, I it understand. It is, it is, yes. This, uh, I have the privilege of teaching here um, a couple of classes, which is I've been doing for a couple of years now, two or three years. Yeah, really enjoying it. It's a, it's a really nice uh, segue um, from acting. Do, do you find that everybody is attentive and everybody can be molded or are there some people that just kind of think yeah that's okay Janet but uh, I think I want to rather do it my way or, or are people pretty willing to learn? The people here are, are really willing to learn you know I um, to mold somebody makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable uh, because I'm just trying to get out of them their natural abilities um, and most people are really receptive. There's a few people that think they don't, you know, necessarily need to learn more than they have, but they're here. So something brought them here. Mm -hmm. And um, I like to think that they are, you know, getting stuff out of my classes and, and progressing whether they like it or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So who's the ideal student? Is it someone young and unjaundiced at the world? Or is it somebody that's older and wiser and more experienced in life in general? Or does it matter? I don't think it matters. Somebody who's passionate, somebody who is open to learning. I think when you have a mature student, um, I myself am quite mature. I find that um, you got a lot more to, you know, to lean on in terms of your history, your tools, those kinds of things. We're sort of um, more. Uh, well-versed in, in watching people and human behavior, so we have more to draw from. But a young person who is open to this is, is a beautiful thing to, to watch because, you know, a lot of them are really talented. And so it's just a matter, some, some of them just need the confidence, you know, and it's nice to be able to teach them to, to actually just take their space and to value themselves as a person because it will only make their acting much better. So that's one of my favorite things about the younger people. Well, I'm fascinated by the fact that we're catching you prior to you have an engagement in uh, the studios mm -hmm. this afternoon. 
scene study. Yep. Okay, so to the naive person like myself, what, what does a scene study class entail? Well, there's obviously levels of scene study and throughout the course, uh, you know, basically when you begin, you're teaching these people to um, how to create characters within, within the scene, how to um, take information from the, from the script that will um, color their performance, how to learn how to sort of maneuver through a scene, um, you know, find levels within the scene, talk about the relationship that they have with the other people in the scene, how, um, because when you watch a scene, um, every actor in the scene needs something, otherwise what's the point of the scene? And so it's about finding the need, finding what is, what is driving these people within the scene um, and how they go about getting what they want from their scene partner. And how do you bring yourself to the level that you're at now where you can instruct uh, at this level? Did you just immerse yourself in it? Were, were there people along your journey in film and television that you just kind of absorbed from? You were a sponge for information? I've been doing this for 30 years, and so I think that I have uh, had the the good luck and the privilege to work quite a lot throughout that time. And so I've obviously created my own sort of, you know, set of guidelines and, and rules and what works for me. Um, and since I've been teaching, I've also relearned a lot of stuff. And, you know, uh, it's been, it's been a, an amazing opportunity in that, in that regard to sort of go, oh, maybe I hadn't even thought about that, you know, or I had done it without thinking about it. And now I can name what I was doing. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Do you find, because you say you've, been, you've got like three decades uh, in, in the industry and you've done a whole ton of stuff, can you look back on your early work to your present and can you see a natural progression? Or did you sort of have that gift right, right from the get-go? <laughs> be, be honest. I'd like to say that I've, that I, you know, I've had the talent, I think, from the get-go. Obviously, your confidence as an actor grows. Because you get shot down real easily in this, in this industry. Yes. It's, it's a, and you need to have a thick skin to be able to rebound from it. You too. really need to build resilience, right. you know. I guess I had the, the luxury of watching firsthand because my aunt was obviously a very close person to me. And so I followed her and, and her career and I was with her on a lot of, uh, for a lot of years. Um, I've just, this is the reason why I was put on the planet is how it feels to me when I'm acting. And so there's never really been anything else that has, uh, you know, taken me away from that. Um, I think you have to have a sort of an unwavering passion for this or else you're not going to be able to do it. And I think you really learn quickly that rejection, you have to take rejection, but it's actually not about you. It's like, you know what? I was too short. They didn't like the color of my hair. They have to sure. match me with a kid that doesn't work. Yeah. That takes a long time to learn though. Because our, our guest is Janet Kidder. Uh, of course, you made reference to uh, your aunt Margot Kidder. And that's one of those names that in the film industry, there's not a whole lot of them. So people would obviously connect the dots and go, by the chance, any relation yeah, to? Yeah, they do. Is having that kind of, uh, I, I use the term respectfully, baggage perhaps mm -hmm. because of the, the heritage and, and that, is that a hindrance or is that an assist in this industry? I think it's been both. Uh, certainly it's a door opener. You know, I walk into any auditions that I have done since forever and they're like, oh, you must be related. Yes, I am. Oh, I've worked with her. So that's a really nice uh, icebreaker. Um, I've also had teachers in, you know, theater school that thought that I thought that I was someone special because I was related to her. Obviously, with Margie's um, very public uh, life 
and struggles. There's also been that, which has been sometimes difficult if people don't know who I am and I hear them talking about badly about her. You know, that's been a challenge, but most of the time I would say it's been uh, an incredibly positive thing and I'm so proud to be related to her and I'm so proud that people still bring her name up. Anyone in, in Canada or anywhere that I've worked that's worked with her just holds her in the highest regard. So that makes me feel really good when I walk on set. There's still people today that are like, oh, I worked with, with your aunt back yeah. in on this and this and this. And I just, um, I love that. I love it. When you were accompanying her on sets, was she encouraging or were you just immersed in the world going, man, I like this. I want to do this. I really wanted to be an actor first and foremost so that I could have nice clothes like her. <laughs> That's what I remember. Money is being, a motivating factor. There's being no on the set of Superman, yeah. yes, I was really intrigued by the flying. Yeah. I was really excited by having my hair and makeup done. But I was just like, God, I just want to... I want to dress like her, you know? She's got some really good kit and I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind doing that, but obviously being on those sets, I was like, you know, 5, 7, well, I was really young. So. And I was going to ask you because first of all, you're talking about an iconic film, okay? Yeah. That that one alone. Were you even kind of aware or cognizant of the magnitude of what you were seeing before your eyes? After Superman 1 had aired and we would be walking down the street and it was like, oh, it's Lois Lane, it's Lois Lane. Then you kind of got a sense of it. But when the, during the making of that movie, no, it was just like, here we are, we're making this film. It's clearly, you know, a large scale production. There's a lot of sort of excitement about it. You've got Chris as mm -hmm. Superman walking around. So it was, it was kind of exciting, just the you know, the, the subject matter was kind of exciting to start with. But we didn't really, I certainly didn't have any idea about the magnitude of what this no, film would and, be. And, and the other thing is that when you see the finished product compared to when you're on set and yeah. you see like blue walls or green screens and yeah. things like that, and when it's all put together, it's a completely different world. But that must be a mind blower for someone being so young. Yeah, that. it was really good. It was really amazing because then you go to the theater and you, and you watch it and it's like, oh, how did they, how did they make it look like that? You know, because when I saw it, they were, yeah, they were up in the air, but it was blue or green yeah. screen behind them and, um, uh, just an incredibly exciting experience for a young person. Now, yeah. I want to ask you about some of the roles, uh, the TV series Fargo, Star Trek Discovery. Mm. Um, are you trying to, uh, do you like to sort of branch out? Or is there a type for Janet Kidder that you sort of migrate towards? Or are you looking to, if it's a challenge or if it's fun or if the timing is right, let's do it? You know, I, I feel like I have, whether I like it or not, sort of always swayed to characters that may may not always have the best intentions, it, it seems to me. You get cast as people who are sometimes not particularly nice. Um, I think for me now, having done it for so long, that I've done most of the characters that I, you know, can think of. I've never played a nun. I've never played someone devoutly religious. That would be a really nice mm -hmm. challenge for me. Mm -hmm. But certainly, yeah, I look for roles now that... Uh, that would be exciting for me and challenging. Um, I like to play, I like to have, uh, you know, some, some depth with these characters. So it depends on the project. It depends whose project it is as well. And like maybe the director and the producers that I may or may not have worked with before. Certainly Star Trek was was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And, and that's a whole different world, that, that Star yeah. Trek universe. And it's a world. Yeah, it is a world. It really is. And you walk onto that set, and, and as soon as you get on there, you're very aware that you have sort of arrived in a, in a universe. And uh, it, it, 
wild. And the fan base take it very seriously. Very seriously. Yeah. Yeah, like mind-bogglingly yeah. seriously. Have you done conventions? I have. And what's any any memorable experiences with fan fests? Um, they're interesting. They're they interesting, interesting events, you yeah. know. Um, let's just say that uh, I've had my share of like wows and laughter, but uh, a lot of good times and with great people all the time that I travel around with. So I always find it's interesting if you if you're driving by and you see the lineup waiting to get in until you get into the venue. Some of the costumes you see, you feel for those people going. You must be embarrassed right <laughs> now. When you get inside, it's a different world. But they're though. not. Yeah, they're not at they're all. They're not. I have a question for you. Given the fact that you have the physical resemblance to Margot yep. Kidder, given the fact of the name, yep. if a Superman reboot came along, would that be something that you would say to your management, let's look into this? Well, it did, right? It did happen. And uh, they chose, who was it to play Lois Lane? I, I, I must admit, I don't watch any uh, remakes of Superman. because right. uh, There's only one. There's, there's only one. Yeah. There's only the original, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. amazing. Yeah. I would love to do that. So you said <laughs> a deeply religious person is something that has not crossed your desk yet. Yeah, I haven't done that. I haven't done someone with, you know, sort of that kind of conviction but do you, do, I mean, I would think to be a badass is, is more fun than to be virtuous on I, I think so. But, you know, if you're, if you're fanatical about anything, that's going to be the... That's going to be the sort of the juicy part of a character anyway, right. right? You said you have a couple of kids. I do. Any uh, any films, any aspiring actors, actresses in the uh, in the kid or kid No, or luckily they just look at me and like you know roll their eyes. They don't they don't hold this in uh, as particularly as in uh, high esteem as I do. No, they don't want to do this, which really? is great. Yeah, great. Well, I remember reading an interview with the singer Richard Marks, and he was saying that because uh, back in the '80s he had the big hair and he was the big pop star. Right. And he was saying that his kids just bust his chops when they see old videos. They play him for laughs. Oh but yeah. You, I, I would hope that your kids would at least look at your earlier work, perhaps, and just go. Hey, Mom, that's, that's pretty good stuff. Well, I made the mistake of showing them a movie. It was years ago. My kids were younger. It was the J.K. Rowling movie where mm -hmm. I played her mom and I, and I died. And my kids uh, didn't get over that for like, uh, they were sobbing because I guess they couldn't separate sure. their reality from what yeah. they were seeing. And so they, they don't really watch a lot of stuff that I do. Maybe they will. Maybe in a few years or when they're, you know, they, they, they were happy with uh, Superman, I mean, uh, Star Trek, because their friends would have and seen that. And that's cool, yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know if I really scratch the cool factor very much with them. Can you watch your own work? Can you watch it and enjoy it? Or do you watch it and tear it apart? I don't watch my own work. At all? I watch Star Trek because yeah. I'm, I'm behind a green uh, mask, so it's easier. Right. I watch it if I'm really... Proud of it, like Limetown was one that I that I really watched. But otherwise, no, it doesn't okay. benefit me to watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tear it apart somehow. You know what I mean? I'm definitely my uh, own worst critic. Well, I'm looking forward to the end of this conversation because I'm gonna get a photo with you <laughs> that some convention goer has to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna Kidder, what a pleasure! Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We know that you're on a tight schedule. We look forward to seeing you down the road. Yeah, thank you very much for your time. It was Cheers. a pleasure. Okay, bye bye.